Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends. Appreciate you joining us today for another episode. We are in Jeremiah chapter 21 today, brand new chapter. So looking forward to that as always. And what's very interesting about Jeremiah chapter 21 is that this is about 20 years after Jeremiah chapter 20. So understand that the book of Jeremiah was not written chronologically. It's really a collection of some sermons and events in the life of Jeremiah as it relates to a very comprehensive ministry. I think we already talked about how Jeremiah began as a young man. And for 40 years, God gave him messages, and he was faithful to relay those messages. And it just seemed as if, well, there's no seam about it. It just, it, it was, it, it, it occurred that God's people just didn't obey. They didn't follow. They did not heed the warning, and Jeremiah presided over the destruction of Jerusalem prophetically. And so a very difficult ministry for Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. We talked about, even last episode, just how Jeremiah struggled with that spiritual schizophrenia, right? There were times when he just was on the top side of faith and trust and boldness and confidence in in the Lord. And then there were other times when he just was crying out to God, it's not worth it, I quit. Sounds a lot like us at times, doesn't it? But here we are in Jeremiah chapter 21, and I really have to believe that the reason why this episode follows the, the episode of last chapter when Jeremiah was imprisoned and that man by the name of Pasher had uh, publicly flogged him and imprisoned him, and Jeremiah responded to that. But why, why would we skip 20 years ahead? Well, I think the Lord is showing us in his word how that sometimes the fulfillment of his plan or the vindication of his servant doesn't take place for many, many years. So here's Jeremiah, and it seemed as if In chapter 20, he's all by himself and nothing's happening. And the enemies of Jeremiah are saying, hey, where is all of your prophecy and all this doom and gloom you're talking about? Well, 20 years later, now Babylon's on the march. 20 years later, now circumstances have become really, really bad. 20 years later, now two separate times, some invasions have already taken place. For instance, 605 BC, when Daniel and some of the others were taken captive, or 597 BC, when Ezekiel and many others, middle-class artisans and and blue-collar workers were taken. And and, and even Jeconiah, the, the, the king, was taken captive. And then a puppet king, by the name of Zedekiah, one of the sons of Josiah, became the new king. And so now, here we are 20 years after Jeremiah chapter 20, and it's a totally different tune. In many ways, 
Jeremiah's prophecies have been vindicated. And instead of coming to him as they did in chapter 20 to imprison him as a liar, as a naysayer, now in chapter 21, they're coming to him to, for help, uh, almost like a last-ditch effort. Look at verse number 1 of chapter 21. The word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord when King Zedekiah sent unto him Pasher. Now, what's really interesting about that is that's the same name, not the same guy, but the same name as the guy last chapter that was coming to teach Jeremiah a lesson. Well, this guy that's coming, it's a totally different mission. Look at it, verse 1. The king Zedekiah sent unto him, unto Jeremiah, Pasher, the son of Melchiah, and Zephaniah, the son of Maaseiah, the priest, saying. Okay, so these two special leaders are sent on the behest of, at the behest of Zedekiah, the king, to get some information from Jeremiah. Uh, they're, they're coming for help. And, and watch the help that they're seeking in verse number two. They said, inquire, I pray thee, of the Lord for us. Now, here's the way we would say that today. Hey, Jeremiah, hey, pray for us. We're coming on behalf of the king, and we just need prayer. Things are bad. Would you please help us out? Now, how different is this than what we read last chapter, where they're not coming to ask Jeremiah to pray for them. They're coming to say, Jeremiah, you're wrong, and your message is doom and gloom, and you're Mr. Negativity, and we're going to teach you a lesson. Well, now, over these years, truth has been vindicated. And may I say that truth always rises to the top. Truth always triumphs. And time is always the friend of truth. So here they are in verse number two. Inquire, I pray thee, of the Lord for, for us. For Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, also we would call him Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, maketh war against us. If so, be that the Lord will deal with us according to all his wondrous works that he may go up from us. So what's happening? Well, the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar is now upon them. And what that means is Nebuchadnezzar's army, all that, all those who, who represent Nebuchadnezzar, the army of Babylon, the Chaldeans, they are upon us. So upon us means they're already on the march. Uh, they've already invaded our country. Uh, invasion and destruction is imminent. And now in this 11th hour, we really need God's help. And now they're finally going to Jeremiah saying, Jeremiah, would you please pray for us? Because we know that God can bail us out and maybe God will do one of his wonderful works for us, one of the wondrous works for us. And Nebuchadnezzar won't be able to invade us and he'll turn back and go home. I mean, Jeremiah, come on, pray for us. Is this not so much like us humans where we ignore the voice of God we ignore the warnings of God. Why? Because we don't see any circumstantial benefit. We don't see anything that nothing bad has happened to me. We've lived this way for all these years, and we've heard these messages for all these years, and it seems like punishment has not come for all these years. And so let's just keep on living the way we've, we've lived. Well, what we're finding is that there's payday someday. 
What we're finding is that they're ignoring of God's warnings. They're ignoring of Jeremiah's preaching all these many years. The day of reckoning has now come. And when it becomes clear to them that all of their disobedience and all of their rebellion and all of the times they've ignored the message of God, now uh, they're having to pay the piper. Now, all of a sudden, they are desperate. Okay, Lord, we're listening now. Okay, Lord, uh, Jeremiah, please pray for the Lord uh, to the Lord for us now, which I find is very ironic that these that are coming, these religious people that are sent by Zedekiah coming to Jeremiah, isn't it funny that they are not praying? Uh, they're not coming. They're, they're not calling their own prayer meeting. They're not going to the priests. Uh, one of them is the son of a priest. They're, they're not going to the religious authorities in the country. Uh, they, they're not having their own prayer meeting. No, they're saying, Jeremiah, would you please pray for us? You know, what's interesting about that is they know that their religion is a sham. They know that their religious leaders are wrong. And now when push comes to shove and things are really, really bad, the guy that they've hated all these years, the person they've made fun of all these years, he's the one that they're asking to pray for them. And that's such a great principle in life. It might be that you are the made fun of one at your school or at your workplace or even in your family, your extended family. You're kind of that weird religious person at the family picnic. But what's interesting is when push comes to shove and people's lives fall apart, boy, you're the first person they want to come to to pray for you. Why? Because they know that you are consistently representative of the God whom you serve. And that was Jeremiah. So they come to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, please pray for us and pray that God would just kind of bail us out in some big way, that God would just do a wondrous work. I mean, after all, has not God done that in the past? Did not God do a wondrous work for their great-great-grandfather Hezekiah, Zedekiah's great-great-grandfather Hezekiah, who was faced with not the Babylonian army, but the Assyrian army? And remember, uh, Hezekiah spread that that announcement that he received from Rabshakeh, he spread that letter before the Lord and prayed and repented and, oh, God, deliver us. And remember what God did? God did deliver uh, them, him and them. And uh, 185,000 Assyrian soldiers died and God delivered them from that great invasion. And maybe Zedekiah is thinking, Lord, you did this great last ditch thing for them. Do it for us. But the difference, I think, with Hezekiah is he didn't presume. And Hezekiah truly repented and wanted the people to come back to God. And it seems as if Zedekiah is just wanting to escape the consequences. I wonder how often we want God to do something big, some bailing out wondrous work in our life, not because we necessarily want to get right with the Lord or we see the error of our sinful ways, but rather because we don't like the consequences that our sin has invited. And it seems as if that's what Zedekiah is concerned about here. Any way you look at it, it's just ironic how they respond to the negative circumstances in their life to whom they come. Uh, Jeremiah, what they're asking for, 
God to give them some some kind of a silver magic bullet to save them in the 11th hour. And of course, none of that works. We're going to stop there in verse number two. We got through two verses, but I did give you some background information. We'll jump into verse number three and watch how does Jeremiah respond to this request for prayer. We'll talk about that next time. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.